Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, perched high atop the banks of the majestic Blackstone River. Greetings from the jewel of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hey, Mike. How's it going, buddy? Hey, here we are once again. Once again, we're here with our lovely audience. That's true. And they are lovely. You know, we don't get a chance to see them. We don't. But I just have this feeling that they're just the most attractive people that there are. You know what I, you know what I wish would happen? So what we do is like we check throughout the week how mm-hmm. many clicks have yes. been, you know, people have clicked our link to our show. Yes. It would be cool if they could, every time they click the link, we could see who they were. Well, that would be like a dating service. We could swipe up if we liked them or oh, swipe down if we didn't. I see. But that would be a really crappy dating service. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it would but be. no, we've been getting a lot of clicks, a lot of uh, a lot yes. of people listening to the show. Which we've been is getting great. clicks. We've been getting. Uh, well, let me ask you this: Do you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, I'm I'm good for either. Let's do it. You're good for either. Well, I'll give you the good news first. So okay. the good news is we got some. Uh, we actually had a really good email, yep. um, a, a connection with a listener called. He'll go. He goes by the initials WC. Yes, WC. Not, yes, not WC Fields. No, WC. He had a bulbous nose from too much gin drinking. WC Fields did. He yeah. did absolutely. Not but, uh, not this WC. No, I don't, we don't know. No, I don't know if he's got a bulbous. He nose may. Or not. He might. Who knows? But it uh, may be a girl. He had a. Uh, we don't know that either. He had a really good email back to us, and he mentioned some uh, some things. He said he enjoyed the show. He mentioned some things that he'd like to talk about. Yes. Um, one of which was the flat Earth theory. Yeah, how it's you know come what? To rise again. Yeah, we're going to talk about the flat Earth theory. Not today. Not today. But no. we are going to discuss no. the flat Earth theory because it's it's making the rounds these days. Absolutely. So good feedback from WC. Yeah, definitely. What's the bad news? Uh, oh, the bad news is I, I have I did hear from another uh, oh. listener today, Ooh. and their their feedback was such that. They thought that we drifted off topic too much. That, that does happen. But we, I think we warned people about that. And we should stay on topic because he doesn't want to hear about <laughs> Mr. Brown Shoe in the potty. He doesn't want to hear about that. He doesn't want to hear about the ongoing adventures of Brown Shoe. He doesn't. Oh. And I said, well, you know, I appreciate the constructive criticism. Sure, everybody has um, everybody has their own uh, opinion. Maybe we'll attempt to stay on topic a little bit more, but I think... Probably not. I think in order for our personalities to come through, because this is who we are, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're going to have to deviate once in a while and... Yeah, we yeah. do non we do non sequiturs a lot. Mm-hmm. That just that's just part of the game, and we do it. You know, we, we mentioned it at the first episode, and if you if you're now catching on to the program, which a lot of people seem to be, uh, just know that we are going to discuss the topics that we that we uh, list, um, but we do sometimes deviate slightly. I think most people would be bored if we just read off notes like constantly yeah. and didn't. No, like, I've heard shows like that. Those things, are horrible. So. Nobody wants to hear that. So what's what's done on the agenda for today? So today we got a couple of topics, and both of them are. Uh, uh, on the edge of the demonic, if you will, mm. not on the edge. One of them is completely into the realm of the demonic, and one of them is is maybe. So, True. so your topic today is My, uh, we're going to be talking about the Antichrist Ooh. and all things related to to the Antichrist. You can't get much more demonic than that. No, the opposite of Jesus. And then uh, for the second half of the program, I'm going to be discussing black eyed kids mm. or black eyed children. Isn't that like a trendy hip hop group? No, oh. that would be the black eyed peas, which is also a dish. That uh, Southerners eat on New Year's Day for good luck, and I did spend a lot of time in the South, uh, and yes. unfortunately I had to eat black eyed peas on New Year's Day, and they are not good. They are not tasty. I'm not sure if I had if I've ever had black eyed peas, and they're I've been that, to the South. They're not that good. But we're not discussing the peas. We're discussing nope. the kids. Ah, true. So we're okay, talk about we'll, that later. we'll delve more into that later on. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So let's dive in. Uh, we will dive in. Yes, that's that's correct. Uh, in uh, tr- as tradition here on the show, about halfway through, we'll uh, we have a little bit and a yes. sketch for you. So and today yes, it's something do. a little bit different. So yes. Uh, and all your feedback is welcome. You can reach us at... Uh, yes, you can reach us at our, through our website, which is theeonproject.com. That's T-H-E-E-O-N project.com. And there's a uh, 
There's a special link to our show, and then there's also a, a little contact information form you can send us, and we get those right away. Absolutely. We, or as they say in England, straight away. We get oh. them straight away. Oh. Yes. We're going back to accents again, I, are we? I love to do the accents. I can't even stop it. I sound like much more intelligent when I talk with an accent. And this is one of those things that they told us were deviating oh, they told from us to the stop topic. doing said, this nonsense. Stop doing it. And the tomfoolery. Just stop with the brown shoe. Oh, well. Here we go. Anyway. All right, so we're going to talk about the Antichrist. Okay, and we've all heard the term. Yeah, uh, we yeah. want to talk about the origins of the term, where the thought process or the idea of the Antichrist Ooh. came from. Huh? Scary. Yeah, it's kind of scary. No, it's a scary. It's one of those words that you don't want to say. I know. You feel like you're something doing something wrong. Yeah, you feel like you need to be blessed by a priest uh, if, for saying it. So Antichrist, and obviously we're not referring to antipasto. No, antipasto is, is a, delicious. Obviously, it's a traditional uh, Italian dish. Yeah, with usually, salami. and It's uh, usually eaten before the meal. Provolone. That's true. So, yeah, we were talking oh. about Italian cheeses. I don't know how we started <laughs> up on that. Um, so, obviously, it, you know, it could be a controversial topic because it has a lot of religious, uh, you know, it's a religious, religious-based religious theme, so to speak. And, you know, religion over the course of history has caused and uh, emotions to run rampant in people. It still does. It does. And as we're going to see later on, um, and, and I wish more religious uh, folks would heed to this but a lot of the major religions in the world have common threads and a common history as a matter of fact they do i was uh just looking at a topic the other day that is unrelated to this and and you'd be a i think people would be surprised in general how much their religion has in common with other people's religions they're very very similar when you when you break down all to the basics that's true and obviously um you know anti the idea of an antichrist is you know, it originated in Christianity, obviously, sure. Jesus Christ and all that. So we'll give the kind of the book definition of what an Antichrist is. Mm-hmm. And that is one who fulfills biblical prophecies concerning an adversary of Christ while resembling him in a deceptive manner. Oh. So is it a person or is it, it or do you discuss this later if it's more that? Well, yeah. It, it, so it is, it, it ends up being a person. Yes. But it's all, okay. it's all kind of supernatural in origin. So it could be a concept rather than just a person. True, true, and we'll talk a little bit about the the unholy trinity here yes. uh, coming up here very shortly. Um, and as we know, Christ is a Hebrew word, and it means anointed. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? I probably knew that at some point, I just probably forgot it. Oh, uh, so the, the original term, which is a, would be a Latin term, is avre Christos, which is anti or against, or actually opposite or in place of Christ. So as you can see from its mere definition, mm. it would be, and as we know through his teachings, Jesus taught, you know, love, mm-hmm. love thy neighbor as thyself, um, and all these things that we've come to know and love about Jesus. Yes. He was a nice guy. Seemed to be. He seemed to be from the history that we've been I wasn't taught. there, but from what you understand of him, he seemed like a nice guy to hang around with. Right. So everything we know about Jesus, Fun the, at parties. the Antichrist is supposedly the opposite of that. But it's, it's, it's interesting to note that if you look at the the few times in the Bible that the term Antichrist is actually mentioned, it's never capitalized. Meaning it's not a, a, a person. Correct. So, so the, the times that they talked about it, it doesn't actually uh, specify a specific individual. It's more like the idea is more like a, a group of people. But that's taking, and not to get off on a tangent or anything, but doesn't that take into account that a person uh, wrote that, wrote mm. the Bible, right? A, a people wrote that. It's not something that was just magically formed. So it could be something that's as simple as a translation error that would cause us to think a certain way today than, than maybe was the intended uh, meaning. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously that's quite possible. Over the years, the Bible has been 
uh, translated into many different languages and many different versions of the Bible exist. And actually, that's a yes. that's kind of a show all on its own. Oh, absolutely, the, the most accurate translation of the Bible that that we know of. So, but anyway, just just to quote uh, John, if I will, if if I may, not if I will, which John. The John. Oh, the, the epistle, John. The epistle of John. The John. Or if you say it, ep- epistle is a way to say it as well. Yes. So in John 2, 18 through 19, he says, Children, it is the last hour, and just have you heard the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have arisen. From this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they have been of us, they would have remained with us. Wow. Wow. So, that's well. B- aside from the meaning of what you just said, if sure. anyone's listening, that's a producer of voiceover work mm. or a, a, an agent. Yes, you need to be contacted. And sir, you know that's that not was even really good. That's not even my best radio no, voice. No, that was terrific. No, that's no. I thought that was great. Oh, thanks. I appreciate Sorry, but that. anyway, continue. Yeah, no. So basically, that's just saying anybody that who's against God or excuse me, against the teachings of Jesus mm-hmm. is essentially the Antichrist. V or A. A or excuse me, a particular antichrist. In that mm. in that term as John uh as it was related to John and from that from that perspective. I see. Yeah. So that's what the Bible says about it. That's one of the one of the mentions. And I think it's only mentioned a few times, maybe mm-hmm. maybe four, five, six times, something like that. So it's more of a concept that was run with after the Bible was was created. Uh yeah. Well the modern uh idea of it, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that here mm-hmm. coming up as to uh, you know the the gentleman who was the modern, uh, you know, inventor of that idea that the Antichrist was a specific individual that's going to be brought forth to basically reign uh, hell, death, and destruction upon the world and other pleasant things. Exactly. Nice. So there's a lot of things that we can where we can go with this. You know, after after the Bible and into modern times. Exactly. And you know, we're going to talk a little bit about modern times. But back in the day. Back a long time ago. Back in the day. In the day. Uh, not talking about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Although... That's a great show. He's going to come up later on in the, sh- in the show. Will Smith is on this show? No, but one of the characters in the show. Oh. Mm. Mysterious. So they used to use it basically as a slur. As a slur mm-hmm. uh, a- against another person that basically you didn't agree with. Um, and that kind of goes back to, you know what the double papacy was? Yes. The Avion Popes. That's correct. Yes. So at the time, which most people don't realize that they were two popes. Yes, and they promptly excommunicated each other. That's exactly right. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't no, that's to okay. Jump ahead. That's fine because you're a smart guy. I know a little bit about history. So yeah, so they excommunicated each other, and the reason being is because they didn't agree with one another, mm-hmm. and they basically called each other the Antichrist. Well, isn't it? A, and I don't know if this is something you might know. Is in today's? Uh, I don't know if it's a Christian phenomenon. It probably is. Is excommunication still a thing? Like, are you, can you be... Oh, ex- absolutely. They can still do that to you? As a matter of fact, it might happen to us after the show. I don't know. I haven't said anything bad yet. Oh, we're talking about this. Oh. They also used to sell indulgences. What does that mean? Uh, well, the early like church... Like, too many cheeseburgers? One of the, re- one, of the reason- <laughs> one of the reasons for the Reformation, you know, with Martin Luther, mm. uh, was, was the selling of indulgences. And the theory, and not to get into the weeds, but basically the theory that if you paid a certain amount of money... You could get to heaven. It was like buying a oh, ticket. Oh yes, that so you is give true. a certain amount of money to the church, you automatically get to go to heaven, mm. no matter what you did. That's true. So yeah, so money, money gets you in. Well, that was the thought. That was that was a thought. That's back the then. the uh, obviously the earthly yes origins and thoughts of that. But anyway, so it was used. The term was originally used uh, from early church people uh, as, as something to basically demonize one's enemies. Church folk. Which, there is no comeback from that, right? They like, call you the Antichrist. You're like, pretty much, oh, you can't say well, anything you're else. the Antichrist. You're like, oh, well, how do, how, do you, how do you bounce, how do you rebound from that insult? 
No, that's pretty bad. That's like, you know, like today calling somebody uh, a pedophile or something like that. That's about as bad as you can get. Yeah, that's pretty bad. With somebody. That's pretty bad. But as we all know, Paul was a disciple as well. Yep, and Paul. Paul uses the term, uh, he actually didn't use the term Antichrist, but he used the term man of sin or son of perdition, mm-hmm. which I think... That was a Tom Hanks movie. That was Road to Perdition. Oh, Road but, to but Perdition. But I think Son of Perdition is it would be a good name for a metal band. That probably is one name that. Really? I'm gonna. That actually, sounds. Yeah. I'm gonna look at. Oh, and I hate. I hate to do this. You're gonna d- go off topic. But these things pop into my brain like <laughs> like a virus, and I can't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So in a recent uh, machine assisted uh, slumber that I found myself in. Oh yeah, because you have the CPAP. That's correct. I all these weird things pop into my head, and I always think about strange band like cool band names. Uh huh. Right. So we're just talking about a metal it keeps band you from sleeping. Um. What do you think about this for a band name? And don't go out there stealing it, anybody that's listening. You're putting it out there. Huh? You're going to put it out onto the air. Chris and the Mums. Chris and the Mums. Chris and the Mums. Yeah, like Chrysanthemum, like a play on that. That's horrible. And they could all dress up as flowers on stage? I don't think you have anything to worry about people stealing that. On stage, Chris and the Mums. Chris and the Mums. Tonight is do drop in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, anyway. Chris and the Mums. So, as I was saying, uh, the man of sin will possess many characteristics. Obviously, he's going to oppose everything that God stands for. He's going to hold himself above God, mm-hmm. which, obviously, if God really wanted to destroy them, destroy him, he would. Well, I hope you're going to talk about that later, about well, why well, yeah, this would be it, allowed to go on. Well, yeah, because it's, I mean, we can talk about it now, because it's it's basically preordained. Okay. It's preordained by by the, you know, the, the word of God, supposedly, that... Um, all these things that the Antichrist is going to do are all in the plan of God because nothing nothing happens nothing happens of God without right because he is omnipotent he is omnipresent so this is something that is it's pre pre orchestrated pre ordained will will take place and uh, is being allowed to happen it will and some will say well why would God let this happen well why would God let look this at happen? the look at the God of the Old Testament who is a a vengeful God that's correct scary uh, floods. And other catastrophes that would, and boils. that would wipe humankind out because he says, hey, and listen, chlamydia. listen, all right, humans, here you are with your free will running rampant upon the earth that I've given you, uh, causing, you know, as I said, causing chaos and uh, all kinds of nonsense. So mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to wipe you out and yeah. uh, we're going to continue. We're going to cleanse the earth and continue on. So that's okay. essentially the same concept uh, going forward. I see. Mm. So the vengeful God is going to allow the Antichrist to do what now? What is he going to What is he going to let him do? Yeah, well, you, you have the, uh, let's see, because you, you have uh, Paul's version and John's version. What about Ringo and George? Uh, no, but you know there's a new Beatles channel on Sirius. It's Beatles I did, Channel I 18. Did, I did know that, yeah. I've been, it's really uh, good. Honestly, I've been listening to it 24-7. It's not just the Beatles. It's not, and what happens is they, there's other artists that do Beatles cover, Beatles cover yes. songs. They There's interviews with the Beatles. Um, and if you haven't, if you haven't uh, figured it out, I'm a, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Yeah, you got really excited when you started talking about the Beatles. I did because you know a lot of people, and, and you know, there's obviously musical snobs out there that'll say, "Oh, the Beatles, they're they're just way overrated." Really, they're not. If you look at their history and look at where they came from, how amazingly talented uh, as far as musicians they were, uh, and the things that they that they did, uh, uh, you know. It's just amazing. It's it's amazing. I wish you'd research it a little bit more. Why are you telling me? Not, I like, not I, you personally. Oh, I'm oh, saying the people the that people that are out there that don't hold them in the same regard that well, I do. There's usually two types of people. There's Beatles people and there's Rolling Stones people, oh, or Elvis people. You can't you can't mix the three. No. Ah, never the three shall mix. Never the three shall thrice is how, <laughs> is how it goes. All right. So anyway, according to Paul, 
uh, the Antichrist is going to work all kinds of counterfeit miracles and signs. So he's going to go out there, much like Jesus did. Uh, he's going to he's going to uh, he's going to heal the sick. He's going to uh, raise people from the dead, mm-hmm. but it's all it's all a ruse. It's a sham. It's a sham. It's a guy a guise to conceal who he who he really is. I see. To bring his many evil deeds upon the world. Wow, where did this come from again? That's Paul said. Saying oh, this, this is Paul saying this. Okay. Yeah, you know. So does he give any type of uh, ways to tell uh, that this is is happening? Yeah, that's coming. Oh, hey, don't jump too far ahead now. I'm sorry, that's okay. I'm trying to lead you down the right, the right path. Here. No, no, we're we're going. We're we're flowing along here today. Yeah, and uh, talking as, about as, the Antichrist as those the Blackstone River waters continue to flow. Blackstone River waters. So, as we mentioned earlier, there's the the Satanic Trinity. We all know about the Holy Trinity. Well, some of us may or may not. Well, some people might not know what. That why don't is. you Why don't you explain? So that, that would a be a, a God, mm-hmm. uh, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's correct. So it's basically three in one. So they're all God, essentially, in three slightly different forms. You know, when I was a kid and I, I was raised Catholic, mm. the Holy Spirit used to scare me because I always assumed that it was like a scary ghost. Well, because they, they called it ghost. The Holy Ghost is what they called used to call it, it. Yeah, they used to call it ghost. Yeah. And, and you could never, it was one of those uh, concepts uh, that you couldn't really wrap your brain around as a child. No, and then and then there was a festival of uh, Pentecost, mm. which was when supposedly when the... the the Holy Spirit put flame on your head or something. Right, he come visit you. Scary, man, oh, to yeah. a child. You don't even know what's happening. Scary to me, and I'm I'm a grown man. Oh, you scare easily. Oh. So the Satanic Trinity would be Satan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know we all know who Satan is. The Beast, which is a different person, and the Beast would actually be what the Antichrist is. Okay. And then you have the False Prophet. So there's three in one. Three in one. The the unholy Trinity, or Satanic Trinity, as as some call it. So the beast is the Antichrist, and generally he's considered to be a be a political figure of some kind. And obviously, and depending on what your uh, political persuasion is, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to look at that differently. Well, don't you think that this has come up in recent years with the uh, the, the bipartisan nature of the United States uh, political climate? These it, days? it has, and you know, there's always been. And, you know, we don't we don't try to get too political here on the show, no. but um, you know, there's always been the, and obviously the two major political parties are the Republicans and the Democrats. And it, it's always been that rivalry over modern times between the two and the, the warring factions amongst I, the parties. I miss the Whigs. The Whigs? The Whigs. How about the Federalists? No, the Whigs were better. Oh, you like the Whigs? Did they really wear Whigs? The Whig Whip was, was a, uh, an interesting. Oh. Give me the Whig Whip. The Whig Whip. I always picture, I always picture a man with a, like Stewie from a, a powdered Whig. Yeah. And the snuff, and the snuff in the nose. Yes. Yeah. That was present in all the colonial cartoons. That is true. But anyway, so I think it's been more the political uh, dissent has been, you know, obviously accentuated recently for some reason uh, over the past maybe 15 or 20 years. And as I stated, so depending on what side of the political aisle you're on, you may think, and we'll just use the president as, as an example. Right. When Barack Obama was elected, a lot of people thought that he was the Antichrist right? Uh, because of some of the policies and things that he believed in that he was trying to enact. And now, of course, the the wigged wonder, speaking of wigs again, mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump, uh, uh, you know, the opposite of the right wing, which would be the left wing, thinks that he's the Antichrist. Don't you think that regardless of what your political belief is, it's a bit overreaching to accuse any politician of being the Antichrist? Has anyone ever done any... Any of these things that that people would consider to be uh, demonic or satanic in nature? Uh, well, I guess it kind of depends. I mean, there's there's uh, you know people re- can read into just about anything that somebody somebody may do. So, 
Uh, according to some people and some with some beliefs, they may think that that they truly are the Antichrist. So well, people are delusional. And, and one thing I want to mention is, you know, obviously the end times is associated with the end times, uh, the, end times. The, the end of the world or the end of civilization. But if you look back since the dawn of civilization, every society that has come upon the earth has probably thought that they lived in the end times. Well, and a lot of them did for their own civilization. Right. For that, for that time period, it, right. it, there were times where it seemed really bleak. And now is no different, looking at all the different things that are going on around the world and in our own country. Well, you know, we're, we're going to do, I think, a show in the future about the end times and the end of the world. Because, throughout, as you said, throughout history, everybody was certain that they were in the end times and they had signs and th- things they could point at and say that this, they were living at the end of the world. But clearly it didn't happen because you're still here to listen to the Eon Project with Mike and Jay. Well, I hope somebody's listening. By the time this goes out. Um, so anyway, as the, po- the political figure... Uh, you know, as as he continues on through his lies and manipulation, um, you know he's going to come under the guise of a peacemaker, um, somebody who's trying to broker peace, and people throughout the world are going to revere him as a great leader and and somebody that they should probably follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who could it be? Uh, is there is there any type of uh, is there any type of speculation that this person is alive today? Has that come up in uh, in any of this research? Um. Well, as I just stated, yeah, I mean, everybody thinks that somebody no, is the Antichrist. No, but specifically, if well, you I mean, can point to. Yeah, I mean, it, just not to jump too far ahead, but, you know, I'll just rattle off a few a few names here shortly about some of the past oh, and present. Oh, people who may have. People who they thought that could have been the Antichrist. Got it. But according to the second century uh, Bishop of Smyrna, Ooh. which is, some sounds like something you did in your underwear. The Bishop of Smyrna. Which is in Turkey. His name was Polycarp. That's a cool name. It yeah. sounds like a fish that you may have caught. It doesn't mean many fish or many carpish oh, fish. Oh, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Uh, he was a, he was a bishop, and he basically warned that anyone that preached false doctrine was an antichrist. So that goes back to something we talked about earlier. So anybody that was teaching something that was against what the what the church was teaching at the time would have been considered an anti. Or anyone who beat that bishop, anyone who beat the bishop was considered. An if you beat the bishop in chess, mm. definitely at an the same time. So if you're a bishop and you're playing chess and you move the bishop, mm. how would that work? Like you just say, I'm going to move myself a couple spots. Or what if you're a knight? Oh. Or what if you're just a, a feeble-minded person where people just push you around and you're a pawn? Oh, there's some pawns. This is around. very deep, multi-layered, deep. Le- multi-layered conversation. So just to, just to quickly run through some of the antiquity examples of. So these are people who were considered to be the Antichrist. Exactly. People in the past, and we won't delve into too much who they were. If, you, if you're interested in them, you can look them up yourself. But uh, a gentleman by the name of Augustine of Hippo was... A hippo. Hippo, yeah. Hippotamus. Yep. Uh, Pope Gregory the First was mm-hmm. considered an Antichrist in his time. The Archbishop, excuse me, Archbishop Arnulf of Reims oh. was uh, considered a Antichrist. Ach. Nero... We all know Nero. Oh, from, Nero from uh, Rome, yes. from Roman history. He wasn't a nice, very nice man. Oh, no, he was not. Like, Didn't he marry? Uh, he married a slave of his. Oh, he did. Yeah, and a a male slave, and it was a scandal. You know he. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. He liked boys. He was out there. Well, you know that was, it, it was more <gasps> common than you think. In in, it's always been common. You know that brings up that brings up something quickly, <laughs> if I may. And and obviously we're 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 deviating again, but Uh-oh. it's it's all it's. It relates to the Romans, like we we're just talking about yes. Nero, who was Roman. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give I'm gonna give modern man credit and say that the concept of the Roman bath, you yes. know, where a bunch of men would get together naked in a bath, which was, goes to right what we were talking about last week with the with the men in the in the uh, locker room. That's exactly right, and that's why I yes. brought it up. Yes, we that's discussed correct. that. We discussed that, 
And I think that's where it came from. Well, you know, in, in Japanese culture, it's actually uh, commonplace for men to bathe communally. And they go to these bathhouses, and it's it, it, very similar. So when I was in Japan, I never part, partook in that, but I, I did take part in a, uh, a, a steam bath of sorts. Oh, yeah? Um, and I'll just, I'll just leave it at that for the time being. And if you want to know a little bit more about that, email me at (laughs) theeonproject.yahoo.com, and I'll get a little more specific for you. Yeah. If anybody has specific comments or questions or just want to yell at somebody, uh, that's the place to get us would be theeonproject.yahoo.com. You can also reach us through the site. That's correct. And some of the more modern um, people who were associated to be the the Antichrist, one would be FDR, which most people don't realize, which would be Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh, I thought it was Franklin Delano Romanowski. No, that was his uh, his, uh, was his Polish third cousin oh. on his mother's side, okay. uh, and then Ronald Reagan even. Oh, because there was something the I believe in, in my in my in the back of my head. I believe that one of the one of the prophecies was that he so have something about bare feet. The, what the the beast would have bare feet. Oh, because bear was the, ca- the California flag? right? Not bear like nothing on them, but like the animal. Oh, and and Reagan was from California, and the bear was the state that's, animal. That's so reaching. Uh, Mussolini, obviously Hitler, who you could say. I think well, he's probably closest in the modern, in not, modern times. Not so. a nice man. But interestingly, some of the Protestant reformers of back in the day identified the Roman papacy or papacy as the Antichrist uh, uh-huh. because they didn't obviously they didn't agree with what the church was teaching at the time, and that would be Martin Luther, you know, John Calvin, Thomas Kramer, those sorts. I see. Yeah. So it's been a, a pretty uh, useful insult. Over the ages. Yeah, exactly. To kind of demonize somebody that you don't agree with. Pretty much. And so, they continue that this day. Yeah, so just to talk about some of the characteristics, so you, in case you're walking down the street one day. Oh, so we can see it. And you bump into the Antichrist. We might want to know. So one of the main things is, supposedly he's going to be assassinated, but he will be resurrected again. Where's this coming from again? Is this from... It's all biblical. Oh, is it? Okay. Biblical, and it's all different teachings and things over the years. Okay. His, historical and uh, holy teachings. So he's going to be assassinated, but but will come He'll, back. He's going to rise again. Well, Reagan was shot. And, and he almost uh, died. And almost died. That's correct. But he did die eventually. Eventually he did. He will have a darkened eye and a withered arm, which made me think about John uh, Bob Dole for some reason. Who, yes. Well, his arm was injured in the war. It was. And he didn't want anybody to shake his hand, so he used to carry a little pen in it. That's all correct. The time. He had that little that little weird little pen, pen there. sticking out. So it was like whenever you had to shake his hand, if you saw the pen, you had to Whatever happened to Bob Dole? Is he still around? He yeah, I believe he's still around. I he's kicking he somewhere. Yep, he sure is. Not he's in charge for... of the Dole Pineapple he, Foundation. He's not running for office anytime soon, no. that's for sure. Um and supposedly the the Antichrist is going to broker a peace between Israel Israel and its enemies. As we know, Israel has many enemies. Well, just recently, uh, Donald Trump actually, as we as we record this, is on a is on a trip and he's in Israel today. I believe the first president to visit the Wailing Wall, if I'm not mistaken. First sitting president. First sitting president. That's excuse me. Yes. Yep. Wow. So is he going to broker the peace? Maybe he is the Antichrist. He could be. But the Antichrist will be broken after three and a half years. Of, or excuse me, the, the the peace. The peace will be broken after three and a half years. Um, because they said that that's what's going to happen. I see. Mm. So what happens when the peace is broken? Well, all hell breaks loose. Ooh. And the apocalypse will be upon us. No pun intended. No, definitely not. So you mentioned earlier something about the Fresh Prince, or some, some character on the Fresh Prince and how it relates to the Antichrist. What's that all about? That's correct. Well, most people don't realize that the modern idea of the end times comes from one of the characters on the Fresh Prince, a gentleman by the name of uh, Francisco Ribera, who I believe was also in oh. Silver Spoons as a, as a child. Carlton? Carlton, yep. What, what does Carlton have to do with it? That was his name, wasn't it? Francisco Ribera? 
I don't. Was that his real name? I don't I think, was, no, his real name was that, wasn't it? Oh no, it was on. Oh, no. it was Alfonso Ribeiro. Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Francisco, so you're, you're Francisco Ribeiro. Oh, okay, that's so a that's not guy. even close. Nope, not even close. No. He, well, anyway, he was a 15, a Jesuit priest in 1885, and I, he developed the idea that the Antichrist oh. will come near the end of the world and be accepted by the Jews and enthroned in the Temple of Jerusalem, which is not built currently. Uh, no, because apparently the uh, the Dome of the Rock. Is on top of sits it. there now. Yeah. Supposedly that needs to be destroyed. Yeah, good luck before the new temple can be built upon it. So lots of things have to fall into place. That's correct. You know, there's going to be a great uh, tribulation period. Uh, you know, and and things of that sort. Um, and you know, the end times. You know, the end times will come eventually. Eventually, will. it will. And uh, whether it's the Antichrist bringing them, or whether it's uh, uh, you know, the sun stops burning. Uh, uh, you know, another meteor that comes to Earth and such as it destroyed the the, the dinosaurs. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but you know what? My here's my here's what I take out of all of this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Not much you can do anyway. Live your life, love your family, mm. drink beer, love your neighbors. Continue to do whatever it is that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, don't get bummed out by a rainy day, oh. and uh, and the world will continue on. That's some good advice. And uh, and 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 what we're gonna do is we're gonna continue on. And we're gonna go to the next segment. Yeah. So the ne- so wrapping that up. So the next segment of the show, we're going to discuss some weird news. Now, I know this has been done on, the, on other radio shows before, but we're, we're, we're uh, big fans of, of current events and, and strange news. So we've got a couple of news stories for you from the, from the past week. We're going to discuss them here. So the first story that I'm going to discuss today, and here's the, here's the headline. Ready? Mm. Student in Darth Vader costume sparks armed police alert at U.S. school. Oh. So a parent became very concerned after seeing a student dressed as Darth Vader Enter the back door of a school. Vader was mistake. A, co- a Vader costume was mistaken for a potential attacker in a bulletproof vest. Officers arrived at Ashabowan School in Green Bay, Wisconsin, after a parent called to say they saw somebody walking through the back door, carrying a bag and wearing what looked like body armor and a mask. Students were evacuated, and another school was placed on another school nearby was placed on lockdown as armed officers searched the area. But the alert ended when officers realized the suspected assailant was actually a child who had dressed up for Star Wars Day, an annual celebration observed by fans of the sci-fi franchise. Mm. So, uh, of course, the police were quick to say, well, you know, if you see something, say something, and it certainly applies. Um, but the school, didn't they know they were having Star Wars Day? Well, you like, would figure that understand. if it's Star Wars Day and you see Darth Vader, it's probably okay. And if it's a child, besides. You know, a couple of years ago when the Star Wars relaunched again, mm-hmm. you know, they had the big premiere at the movie theaters and all that. Yes. So they had some of the employees were dressing up as uh, characters. Yes. And one of the, obviously there was a Darth Vader character, and I, I actually got to witness um, Darth Vader who was getting uh, fricks, frisked by the local police in the <laughs> lobby of the, of the movie theater. And he was being handcuffed Did he have and a everything. lightsaber? He, he had, a, uh, he had a, a blaster. Well, you know, if it was really Darth Vader, he could have just force-punched him. He could have. And gotten away from there. But he didn't resist the rest at all. He, uh, he got taken into custody without incident. I see. Yeah. So my news story, uh, Dateline, Tennessee, May 22nd. A Tennessee man... Driving home from a barbecue festival in Memphis was pulled over on the interstate by an officer who spotted a man sleeping on the car's trunk. Ooh. So as we know, in Memphis, barbecue festivals. Ooh, oh, well, Memphis a, has some good barbecue. That's a raucous affair. Yep. Carl Webb said he and his wife left Barbecue Fest in downtown Memphis barbecue fest. Thursday night without looking at the rear of their vehicle as they had backed into a parking space. 
Webb said he was on the interstate before a Memphis police officer pulled him over. The officer came up and he said, Mister, are you aware there's a body on your trunk? And that did and that did not register, he <laughs> Mister. goes. Mister, I'm not messing with you. There's a body on your trunk. So I got out. This is Carl talking. Oh, this is Carl. We walked around and sure enough You can do the accent. There Sure enough. Oh, wait, wait, Southern <laughs> accent. You sounded like Gomer Pyle <laughs> for a moment. Sure enough, there he was hanging on, still unconscious, just lying there. Oh. There's actually pictures of this, by the way. How long did he stay on the, the, the trunk? Oh, hold on, I'm getting to that. Oh. Webb said he had driven about 14 miles <laughs> with the sleeping passenger curled up on his 14-inch wide trunk. <laughs> wow. He's like Spider-Man. He's hung in there. He's like the a, drunken Spider-Man. It's like amazing. A, he's like a tick. Webb said he had driven... Uh, I already read that. He said the officer <laughs> woke the sleeping man who appeared disoriented and nearly wandered into traffic. I'm sure he was. And this is quote again, uh, uh, Webb again, quoting, I hope he takes a good look at where he put himself and the hazard that he had open up open to himself it would have it would have been death yeah the man was taken away in the police cruiser but it was unclear whether he would face any charges i was gonna say what would what would the charge be he just fell asleep in the wrong place i guess i mean because you know uh yeah i mean you you can't cite him for public intoxication because he wasn't no he was he he was in the designated area when he fell asleep he was sedentary and they drove him away (laughs) i'll tell you what that's pretty amazing uh sleep on a trunk like that well i got one more oh i'm gonna cover so Listen to this one. So he may have been the most terrifying carnivore ever to have walked the earth, but the fearsome Tyrannosaurus Rex was apparently also a sensitive lover. Oh. Yes. Experts say that the 20-foot-long T-Rex had an extremely sensitive snout, which could mean that males and females enjoyed rubbing their faces together while mating. Well, can you believe that? This sounds much like my own life. It is believed that the T-Rex had large flat scales on his face with areas of tough protective skin around the snout and jaws, but the hard surface around the nose was penetrated by small nerve openings, which would have allowed hundreds of branches of trimegonal nerves, responsible for sensation in the face, to run through the dinosaur's nose, which would have effectively turned the T-Rex face into a kind of hand, Ooh. sensitive to the touch. And uh, it's it's <laughs> it, scientists say that the T-Rex may have used it to explore its environment, pick up eggs, and, and it's also possible that it enjoyed... Uh, provided an enjoyable sensation with mating. Ooh, so rubbing his ultra-sensitive T-Rex nose upon the uh, bare breast of a female T-Rex would have excited him to the point of wanting to uh, procreate with the female. Prematurely, yes. Wow. You know, it's amazing what we can find out. You know, just recently, uh, dinosaur-related, did you see the most uh, recent discovery of the Stegosaurus? No. That was so well-preserved that it still had all its flesh and scales upon it? No, but I enjoyed the Stegosaurus. It's pretty wild. It's pretty cool looking with the plates on it and everything. It's got the plates. It's got the pointy, uh, the barbed tail. Was that a, was that a carnivore or was that a uh, omnivore? Uh, uh, herbivore? It was. It was a herbivore. It, it was. was a herbivore, but it was a uh, it was a fierce herbivore that could defend itself against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Uh, that reminds me. There's two cows sitting in the edge of a field, and one of them says, "Hey, who's the new girl?" And she goes, "I don't know. I've never seen herbivore." okay anyway so we're gonna move right on into the next segment of the show and i'm gonna discuss black-eyed kids okay and this is gonna relate to the uh a little bit to the topic that you had earlier so before we get in well as we get into it let me tell you this i'm gonna ask you this actually okay so imagine you're home asleep Mm. around three o'clock in the morning which nothing good happens around three o'clock in the morning no nothing so you're home asleep you think you hear a faint knocking at the door, so you get up in your head to see what's happening. You look through the peephole, and you see two kids, around seven or eight years old, just standing there. Inexplicably, you feel a sense of terror on the inside. Mm. You call out to them and say, 
you know, what do you want, basically? And they say, please, can we come in? You open the door and notice that the kids are well-dressed, but oddly dressed, like they're from a different time time era. uh, Mm, Time slip. Yes. It's only at this point that you also realize that their eyes are completely black. Ooh. What would you do? Well... I have a I have a uh, a shotgun and a German Shepherd, <laughs> so I think I'd be fine. So that's what you would do. That's what I'd do. So this exact scenario is actually said to have occurred many times, most notably of the past twenty years or so. So the phenomenon of black-eyed kids or BEKs is what they call them. So wait, what do they do? Well, let me tell you. I'm oh, gonna get right. to that. Don't jump ahead. So basically, this is a phenomenon. Like I said, has been spread around the world. Uh, it's generally, but the generally thought of as the first. Po- uh, Widespread black-eyed kids case was a story by a journalist named Brian Bethel, mm-hmm. who had claimed to encounter two black-eyed kids in a deserted movie theater parking lot in Abilene, Texas, in 1996. So, according to uh, that encounter, and, and that was in a car. So, just to briefly relate, and this is the most, this is widely credited as being the first publicly uh, disseminated case. So, he uh, he's sitting in his car late at night uh, in a parking lot in front of a movie theater. And he looks, and he hears a knock on his window, which is weird enough. You know, no one, right. no one wants to get their window knocked on in the middle of the night. And he looks, and there's two kids, and one of them says, "Hey, can I have a ride?" And for some reason, he gets really freaked out. This this guy uh, Bethel, mm-hmm. and he he just feels something is completely off. He he um, you know, he doesn't know what's quite what's going on. They look like normal kids, but there's just something off about them. And he says, "No, nope, I gotta go." And he peels out right. and takes off. So that was the first publicly uh, disseminated case about black-eyed kids. So why, why would it fall in that category? Well, that's a good question. It's because after that, it actually, the same pattern seems to repeat itself over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So though, although, although um, the encounters, they largely follow the pattern that I just described, there's actually some variations. But most of the time, the facts are the same. There's usually two kids uh, present with only one speaking. Uh, they ask to come in, whether it's in your car, in your house, mm-hmm. or, or we're going to talk about an, another case in a minute. Are they generally the same age? Uh, no, there's usually one older than the other. But sometimes it can be around the same age. Age time frame, though. Like, uh, yeah, there's usually like a smaller one and a larger one. I see. So uh, another another thing is, so they ask to come in. They need they need to come in your car. They need to come in your house and so on. They're very insistent that they must come in. Mm. And you must ask them to come in. You must allow them to come in. That's, that's going to be very So key. they don't force their way that's in. That's correct. You will find that out in a moment. Uh, also, the witness, whoever it is, is encountering them, is overcome with a feeling of terror. Not just uneasiness, but absolute terror, like they're going to be killed mm. or something terrible is going to happen. And if the person refuses, the kid gets louder and louder, banging on the door and sometimes, or sometimes giggling uncontrollably. So there's some creepy, some creepy things about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, children giggling because uh, I have a couple of my own. Yeah. And whenever they giggle, I, I cower. Yeah, you think something bad's about oh, to happen. Oh, it's bad. So this is another account of a witness that said he was walking home late at night and he encountered a small boy outside of his home leaning on a fence. And it was late at night. He, he obviously is concerned about this, the welfare of the kids. So he says, um, you know, hey, are you okay? D- due to the you know the kid's age and the late hour. So the guy, the, the boy looks at the, at the guy and says, take me to your house. I need to get to your house. Good thing he didn't say, take me to your leader. That no, that would have been, been really way scary. worse. So the feeling of terror gripped the witness and he took off running and he heard an ungodly high-pitched scream from the boy. Hmm. Uh, but it didn't chase him. So it, he just looked back and the kid was screaming at him, which is all creepy. That is weird. stuff. But so you're probably asking yourself, what happens if you let him in? 
Has right? anybody let them in? That's a great point because doing some research for the show, and actually I've listened to some other programs about Black Eyed Kids, and they all say that no one's ever let them in. Mm. Well, I found a story where they let them in. Really? So here you go. This is actually a story from Vermont, our, our neighboring yes. neighbor to the north. In the middle of winter. This was fairly recently, too. Last, uh, last December, supposedly. So this was a story. A woman and her husband were waking in the middle of the night, and as I said before, same pattern. They, they look out the window, and they see two kids standing outside in the snow. They're not dressed for the weather at all. So the husband asks where the parents are, and one of the kids says, they'll be here soon. Creepy. Oh. Right? The woman says, you know what? I gotta, I, 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 we have to let them in. It's the middle of winter. These kids are not dressed for the weather. They're not dressed. They let them in, and they say, hey, uh, you know, why don't you have a seat? We're going to go get some hot cocoa, warm you guys up. So they're very polite, and they come mm. in, and they sit down. And so the woman goes into the kitchen to make some hot cocoa. When she comes back, the husband's, like, doubled over on the ground. Oh. And she says, what's wrong? He says, I'm, I feel really dizzy. I'm just really, really dizzy. And then his nose starts to bleed. Where were the kids at this point? At this point, they said, we need to use your bathroom. So they both walk into the bathroom, mm-hmm. and the husband, his nose is bleeding. He's dizzy. He's on the floor. At this time, the lights go out. Power goes out in the house. So this is the middle of the night. It's completely black. Some bad timing. The woman looks down the hallway and sees the two kids just standing there in the hallway in the dark. She can make out their outline just standing there. So at this point, they say, our parents are here. And they just walk out the front door and walk down the driveway. And they're gone. And No. No. So the, so the woman goes to the window and sees two men about six foot tall wearing black suits. Very tall. At least six foot tall. Um. And they waved at them. The woman waved at them, and they just looked at her menacingly. The kids got in the car, and they took off. That sounds like the men in black phenomenon. Thank you. I'm going to get into that in a moment. Oh. This is all connected. It's all connected. Everything's connected. Oh, boy. Since then, since that day, uh, their cat died uh, of of, of a weird blood illness, and both the husband and wife suffer from nosebleeds and dizziness, and the husband was actually diagnosed with skin cancer shortly thereafter. So this is all contributed to this encounter with attributed, the black-eyed kids. Yes, that's correct. I said attributed, didn't I? You said contributed. Oh. So what are some of the takeaways from these stories that I've talked about? What do these things want? What happens if you let them in? Only only one of the stories I encountered ever let them in. So what are the people who actually let them in and don't say anything? Like if they don't don't come. So forward? there is there's probably been examples of this where it's happened, uh, but we don't know about it because it hasn't been reported. That's correct. Yeah. So. Here's another thing. So they need your permission to come in, similar to what? What other creatures of the night uh, require your permission? The census taker, uh, yep. Girl Scouts. They, yeah, Girl Scouts um, won't come in. The the local uh, package delivery person, if you have a large package. You let them in? You don't have, uh, a, lot, it depends. You don't have a lot. You don't have that problem. Oh. But anyway, so other, other creatures that require permission to come in would be demons. Uh, and as ev- everybody knows, if you're going to be possessed, you usually have to invite it somehow by... Some form of divination or... Which we've done in the past with playing with the Ouija board. Exorcisms and stuff, yes. Yeah. Vampires request your permission to come in, and if you don't give it, they can't. So there's some sort of power about, hmm. around permission. So so maybe that's behind it. But what's the significance of the black eyes? Um, black eyes are also... When I say black eyes, I don't mean just like the middle. You mean the like whole the whole thing eye is, is black. There's black. no... What's the white part called? The iris? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Is that it? I think so. Oh, the white part? Oh, the, the white part, part, I'm not sure. Sclera. I, is that what it is? Sclera. The colored part is the iris, I believe. Anyway, I don't know. I so no the black idea. eyes are often representative of, of of the demonic in movies and TV. But it could could it be that the soul is actually in the eyes, and the absence of a normal eye means no soul? Well, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. That's correct. Now I'm going to go back really far. Just stay with me for a minute. 
Okay. The oldest statue of a human ever found was in Turkey. You mentioned Turkey earlier. Smyrna. Yeah, but not this one wasn't found in Smyrna. The oldest statue of a human ever found was in Turkey. It was called Urfa Man, U-R-F-A, and it was est- it's estimated to be 13,500 years old. That's old. This statue has obsidian eyes, which obsidian is black. Yeah, black uh, rock. So, and Mineral. the scientists or, or archaeologists say that they took a lot of time to make those obsidian eyes. Why would they use that detail if it wasn't very important to whatever whatever they were trying to represent? I see. So you're so, saying the black-eyed kids go back, that phenomenon well, goes back that it, far, it at could least. Be. Well, Urfa Man is also uh, holding its genitalia. Uh, so I'm not Which sure I do frequently what the what the significance of that is. Oh, sorry. So, so yeah. So maybe maybe it goes back that far. Maybe maybe this type of whether it's demonic or and I'm going to get to just something in a minute, which may or may not be related. But well, a lot of these things, um, you know, they go back. You know, the obvious, obviously one of the um, you know um, popular themes these days are the ancient alien themes. Yes. And they say you know obviously going back to antiquity going back uh to ancient peoples mm-hmm. um you know the idea of aliens you know helping the early civilizations kind of come up and give them technology and things like that so yes. these ideas that the things that are are happening now go back to you know thousands upon thousands of years ago and that's just being one example yeah so as you mentioned there's some striking similarities between the uh, men in black and the, the, you mentioned the men in black not the will smith will smith comes up yet again oh he comes up again show. yeah but uh, no, so the black-eyed kids, uh, men in black, they're they're similarly described in being that they have pale skin, mm-hmm. they speak with a monotone, very monotone, non-accented voice, right? Uh, very polite, but also very strange. And the men in black are typically seen with sunglasses on, so perhaps they don't have they have black eyes as well. It could be possible. So that's the uh, the 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 parents of the of the children in other words like the yes yeah so they could be if it, let's just for for argument's sake say that it's a it's an alien thing sure so these are aliens which i don't know why an alien would require your permission to come into the house which they could probably just come in uh, because they've been known to abduct people from their homes supposedly well you never know i mean uh you know depending on what your beliefs are um it could be anything you know with the multiverse or or yep. parallel universe theory maybe that's some sort of slip between the universes yeah, um, these things are slipping through in a, in a gateway, so to speak. Well, so in in any case, so let's say uh, let's say that they're demonic in nature. They require your permission to come in. They're somehow related to UFOs because mm-hmm. Men in Black show up after UFO sightings. And there's also some some shared um, some physical uh, ramifications of meeting these, and that includes the uh, when people see UFOs, it's been reported that they become nauseous. People become nauseous and dizzy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes develop cancer, which could be related to radiation, you know, sure. radiation given off by by a UFO or anything really could could make that effect. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different things that it could be, um, but you know, it's just it's just a creepy it's just a creepy uh, concept that, that these things are out there. And one of the things I f- I failed to mention was one of the encounters, a person was walking down the street, uh, and they said, "Take me." They ran into two black eyed kids, and and they said, "Take us to your home." And he said, "No," and he took off running. So they started following him. And he was running down the street. They weren't running. They were just walking behind him. And all of a sudden, in front of the guy who was running steps two more kids, except these kids had white eyes. Ooh. All white. And they... I just hit something with my hand. That's okay. Did they stop? They must have stopped the encounter. That's exactly so what they like, did. it was like the irresistible force meets the immovable object. Well, the, white, the white-eyed kids yeah. told the man, let us, take, let, let us handle this. 
And oh. so the guy took off running, and the two he didn't stay to see what. So there which was a, I would have stayed. There was a battle between. There was some sort of melee. The white-eyed kids and yes. the black-eyed kids. So there, or as you said before, what if this is related to demonic hierarchies, mm. and you have um, lower-level demons fighting upper-level demons, or fighting angels, or or. So how about what if it's what if it's in an alternate universe, and it's a it's a a, a demonic playgroup where. Mm. The, the black-eyed kids are the ones they, they kind of like get out and they want to run rampant upon the earth. Okay. And the white-eyed kids they come out and they, they try to like prevent the, this from happening. Why would they prevent it though? Because they're they're goody two shoes. You know, yeah, they're all part of the demonic playgroup. I don't think they're too goody. Well, demons aren't necessarily bad, are they? Well, I guess the term demon yeah, would be considered that's evil kind of inherently. In oh, and of itself. Okay. So I don't know what you think about the black-eyed kids phenomenon. It's kind of out there. It's been in some movies lately. Uh, I've always found it to be a scary. Uh, frightening tale, you know, anything, any knock on your door at three o'clock in the morning or in the middle of the mm. night is always, is always scary. Well, let me just give you this public service announcement. If something happens in the middle of the night that is odd or strange, such strange goings on, mm. report it to the authorities immediately. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't report things or they wait too long. If you see it or hear it, report it. You're not bothering anybody because like the Darth Vader thing. Correct, because that's 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 their job. That's what that's they're what there they for. They get paid to do. Right. They make the big bucks well, to you know, go out and investigate. Things. Some people don't want to bother the police if it's something that's you know. So you don't want to be the person that calls if it's nothing. You don't well, want to be if that it's person. if it's a trivial matter. Right. Um. Like you know, I, I won't get into it, but you know, there's a lot of things out there. People call nine one one because they didn't get chicken nuggets at McDonald's. I mean, right. come on, don't do yeah. that. But anyway. Well, anyway, so you got black eyed kids. <clears throat> we got black eyed kids. The Antichrist. They the could Antichrist. be related. They, they could very well be related. You never know. You just you just never know. So, uh, you know, the mysteries and the shenanigans and the interesting topics continue on this program. Um, so before we go, yep, want to give out the website again? Yeah, go for it. So visit us at our website. It's theeonproject.com. T h e e o n project.com. You can also reach us via email at. The Eon Project at yahoo.com. And we're really responsive. We get back to you right away because we, we have no lives. Exactly. We, we get, have nothing else to do. We get back to you quick and we have no lives. And that goes to something I was going to ask Mike about. Um, so, Mike, you, you've know, obviously you've known me for a long time. Yes. You kind of probably know my personality. You know who I am. Mm-hmm. Would you consider me to be a socially socially awkward person? Yes. You would? I would say you're a socially awkward person. Hmm. Okay. Well, in certain circumstances, I got to rethink myself then. In, in certain, certain, well, you have some of the same maladies that I do. Yeah. And here's one. And let me just. And we have not discussed this. This is not something that's planned. Yeah. But let me ask you this: If you want, you're out with your your lovely wife mm-hmm. for an evening on the town, let's say. Yep. And you walk into a restaurant. Yes. Uh, and it's a restaurant that requires you to wait to be seated. Sure. And you walk in and you look and there's no one at the host stand. Mm. No one at all. There's no one. No one within sight. Mm. What would you do? Well, here's my issue. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting nervous just thinking about this. <laughs> so, there's been occasion where I've walked into an establishment, a food establishment. The thing that drives me insane is the fact that there's no there's no designated waiting area or or, or it's an not area clear where to, you're supposed to exactly. Go. You walk in the door and suddenly you're in the middle of the dining room <laughs> and everyone is looking at you. You don't know where to go. You don't know where the hostess is. No, nope. I you hate that. You don't know the procedure. I, and there's people all around you. You're standing about. What, you, what do you do? I don't know what to do. Well, let, let, let's put that to scenario to the test. You walk in and yeah. and there's no one at the host stand. I've walked out. I've <laughs> walked out before. We walked. My wife's like, let's go to this place. It's great. We walk into the Does place. Does she talk like that? Exactly. Oh. 
And I got so freaked out when I walked in. There were so many people around. I didn't know where to go, what to say, what to do. Well, uh, just a quick offshoot from sure. this. Also, when you walk into a fast food establishment that you are unfamiliar with, mm. and uh, you walk in and you you don't know what the menu looks like, you yes. don't know what... Do you get that sense of, of, of uh, mm-hmm. uh, just... Anxiety, and once again, it happened to me recently. I went to a Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, in Florida when I was down there on a trip. Not a lot of Chick Fil A's around here. It was a it was an unfamiliar Chick Fil A to me, mm-hmm. and I walked in. As you know, Chick Fil A is a popular restaurant, and it's very good. You can't walk in there without it being nope. jammed to the max. Yeah, they do a good business. So I walked in. There was no defined line. Oh, there were people milling about. <laughs> There was a new menu that was scary to me. Oh. <laughs> the children were trying to use the bathroom. What did you do? I didn't know what to do. I stood I stood by the trash can, Yeah. and I just stood there. And my wife's like, what are you doing? What do you want? I said, I don't want anything. I, I can't eat right now. I'm too nervous. It. I don't want anything. I'm just going to stay with my back to the wall. Oh. And, uh, did she eat and, and you didn't? Yep. The kids ate. The kids got food. The wife got food. And you know what? When they brought the food out, they had to come out the side of the front counter That's at bizarre. a weird angle. Why did they just call you and say it's- I, I don't know. You can't just- you need know. to have that barrier between, you, like that. between you and the fast food. But the market. reason I brought that up is because I, I had the fortunate opportunity to attend a semi-formal event yesterday. Oh. And it was just me and my beautiful date oh. uh, went to this event. I wasn't there. You weren't there. No, thank God. And I don't know anybody. I knew not a not a soul in there, and there was probably hundreds of people in this establishment. So I wanted it's to like get your worst nightmare. I wanted to get there very early so I could walk in and I could get the seat of my choice, which would be where, which would be way in the back corner, <laughs> looking out amongst the people. Where right? you get a good vantage point. So here's what happened: I got there, and the the doors were not open yet to oh. the to the dining area. So, so I had to wait. You couldn't get in. <sighs> so I ended up getting in there. Finally, I get a table and I sit down, and my date. So it was like communal communal tables. Correct, like a circular table okay. with like 10 or 12 chairs yeah. around. People you don't know. People I don't know. So a gentleman and his date sat at the same table. He goes, is this, are these seats taken? I should have said yes, but I didn't. Yes, this whole table is taken. Go away. <laughs> and he sat down, and I could see the whole time he was kind of like looking at me. I could tell that he wanted to like talk and initiate a conversation. And every time he did, I pretended like I was doing something else, like I was fiddling with the ice in my what glass. What kind of gathering was this? Uh, it was a dance of sorts. Okay. Like a like a semi-formal dance. Oh. And uh you know I I got I felt good when the food started coming because then I knew I could just eat and put my head in the plate. And, and it's I, a reason for you not to talk. Exactly. I see. Yeah. So are you going to elaborate any further? No, but that's normal, right? Uh, no. Like not talking to people It's at the normal same... for me because yeah. I would be the same way. Do you guys hear that? What is that? <laughs> Hellhounds on my trail. Oh my god, it's Robert Johnson rising he's, from the he's dead. He's on it again. But anyway, so anyway, I guess I do have some issues. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time. I guess my whole point is I have a hard time making small talk with people I don't know. Yeah. And, and it comes across like I'm being a jerk. Well, and you have like no I'm, problems talking on this show. I can tell you that. No, I talk because I'm looking at you. Oh. I don't uh, pretend like I'm talking to strangers. Well, that's true. Anyway, what do you want to finish up with? That's I don't have anything else. I, I, I just uh, um, I want people to do some research yep. on the uh, on the black eyed kids. Yep. And uh, and on the Antichrist, send us send us your thoughts, send us your feelings. Uh, oh, and that's what. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. I wanted to talk about something. Go. Oh. And uh, we've had now. This is uh, I think this is our fifth episode. So now you guys have gotten a sense of of who we are, what we talk about, and and hopefully, if you're still listening, you enjoy the program. What I want you to do is engage in a contest of sorts. Mm-hmm. So as may, some of you may or may not know, I actually have written a book. Uh, it is available on Amazon. And you can link to it on our page, um, and I don't. But I don't want you to buy it per se. I want you to win one. 
So mm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to have But if you want to buy it. If you want to buy it, if you don't win, right. go ahead and, and purchase it. It's, it's probably worth it. Sure. Probably. Uh, but if you want to uh, engage in this contest, what I want you to do is this. I want you to email the Eon Project at yahoo.com the reason why you love our show. Oh. If you want to participate in this contest, send us a quick note why you love our show. It can be either at it could be either at the Eon Project at yahoo.com or through our website. It has a little messaging form. Mm-hmm. We will look at both. And the best answer will win an autographed copy of my book. Wow. Uh, all you need to do is give us your address. On your uh, on your entry form. Don't there. worry, we won't release it to the public. No, we will not release it to the public. Uh, give us your address, and I will mail you a free postage copy of my autographed. So you're going to pay for the shipping. I will even pay for the shipping. Wow, even internationally. If there's an international listener, that yes, send send us send us your your love and adoration. Yes, because we need it. Absolutely. So there you go. And and we'll we'll discuss the winner on a, on a, on a, a future show. Yeah, definitely. And, and just to finish up, you know, uh, we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, more more shows to come. Uh, we don't have a topic for the next show yet because we kind of mull it over throughout the week and then we research it and talk about it. So, but one thing I do know that's going to happen: we're going to do an alien show with a third party guest in the studio. Mm. Once we get set up for that, um, and then coming probably after June or excuse me after July. We're going to do another in-studio guest, and it's that one I won't reveal too much about it, but it's going to be an interesting and uh, kind of a little bit of a different format than, than what we've done uh, so far. But there's a lot more shows to come between now and then, so you know, keep tuning in, and please, we'd love to hear from you. I'm begging you, please. Yes. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so remember, uh, theeonproject.com, and you can reach us at theeonproject at yahoo.com. So until next time, just remember, the truth exists. Believe it.